Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, January 28th. S&P futures are trading up about nine points. That is about 30 basis points. The Eurozone indices opened higher, but they've since given those gains up. Um, they're about flat now as we speak. Um, in Asia, you still have a bunch of markets closed for various holidays. So Hong Kong, mainland China, and Taiwan were all closed. Japan, Korea, Australia, and India were all open, and they all finished in the red. Um, so there was essentially no major macro news out overnight. Um, the, the, you know, Markets are attempting to stabilize and rally. The S&P futures had gotten all the way up to about 32.63. So the futures were up about you know, nearly 20 points. Um, they were undercut at about 3.45 a.m. when Hong Kong came out and announced um, you know, some pretty strict uh, travel restrictions from mainland China in an attempt to you know, contain and mitigate the spread of the coronavirus. Um, those headlines weighed a little bit on futures. So the futures are, you know, they cut their gains about in half. S&P futures still up about nine points, um, but they had been up about nearly 20 points. So other than those Hong Kong developments, there's really not much to talk about on the macro front. Um, you know, no major central bank headlines out. You had no major eco data out this morning. Um, you know, this is still a very critical week on the macro front. Obviously, you have the Fed, you have uh, U.S. GDP, you have a few more catalysts, and then it's slew of earnings. Um, but as far as uh, Tuesday specifically is concerned, there really was not a ton. Um, on the micro front, though, there were uh, you know a, a bunch of notable headlines. Um, you know, I don't I don't think anything that really kind of alters the macro narrative. None of the earnings reports out of the U.S. last night were were all that critical. Um, this morning, the the big ones are probably Phillips and SAP, both of which underwhelmed those expectations. The SAP income statement numbers on revenue and operating profits were strong, um, but the bigger issue was the cloud bookings number, um, and they trimmed the cloud bookings guidance. So that is weighing on that stock. Phillips reported revenue um, below expectations for the quarter, and they uh, also talked about how they are considering strategic alternatives for their appliance division. Um, looking into the U.S. session for today, all the big catalysts are going to be earnings related. So just kind of running through the big ones out before the U.S. Open, you have 3M, Pfizer, UTX, Lockheed, HCA. Um, after the European close, so about midday in the U.S., you're going to have earnings out of LVMH. And then after the U.S. close today, you have um, the big ones are going to be Starbucks, eBay, AMD, Xilinx, and then Apple. So the LVMH and Apple ones are going to be very, particularly interesting just because they're going to kind of give some global insight into, obviously, Asia. Asia is a critical market for both of them. Um and then any kind of fallout that they're seeing from the coronavirus. The LVMH conference call is not till tomorrow morning, um, but you are going to get the press release out after the European close today. There was a report out overnight just talking about how you know this is obviously a critical year for Apple as they ramp up production of this 5G handset that they'll be unveiling, presumably unveiling um, in September. Uh, there were some reports out that Apple you know, could experience struggles just given all of the restrictions that are now in place in China as far as movement. Um, they could they could experience difficulties in in ramping production. So, you know, Apple normally does not provide a lot of guidance, color, or clarity on on various topics. They they generally keep things vague, but this will be a big topic of conversation, obviously, on their call tonight. Um, just as far as any supply chain restrictions or limits that they're experiencing. Um, I have a preview out on Apple that was uh, published on the website. There's a link to it in today's Vital Dawn ahead of their earnings tonight. Um, so that is essentially it. And then I would just, you know, as far as the broader tape is concerned, you know, again, I don't think the I don't think debate so much at this point is 
that people have to slash their their uh, assumptions on global growth or, or earnings estimates, you certainly are going to have to obviously take down Chinese growth expectations, at least for Q1, just given all the restrictions that are in place. Um, you know, it's not so much a question of, um, of, of economic demand suffering in terms of sentiment from the coronavirus. It's just more of a physical, um, you know, physical limitations as far as movement of people, goods, et cetera, um, uh, with all the severe restrictions in place. So China is obviously going to experience headwinds, um, ideally not beyond Q1, but you're going to have to take down Q1. But I don't think necessarily that you have to kind of um, undermine or, or cut the the 2020 S&P EPS forecast. I think, again, the bigger issue for me is just, is the S&P going to surrender the recent multiple expansion um, where you know we had been at about an 18 time ceiling, and then you know starting in December and then in, into earlier January, um, you know the consensus quickly swung to um, you know talking about 19 or 20 times as as an appropriate S and P multiple. Um, you know I think that we can get down to that 18 times again, and that would be about 3150 in the S and P. I don't think that you really have material downside below that. Um, you know, for all the reasons that that we've been rallying before, with earnings and data are moving in the right direction, um, you still have monetary policy that's very accommodative. Um, you know, I still think that there's this whole issue of of markets are misconstruing the Fed repo driven balance sheet expansion as traditional QE, and that um, you know that could create some hiccups tomorrow when the Fed um, you know delivers its policy announcement and then holds a press conference. Um, but no, you still have very accommodative policy, and you probably are going to see it become even more accommodative. Um, in China, as they you know attempt to kind of deal with some of the fallout from the coronavirus, and then on the trade front, um, you know you still have this issue of of uh, you know possible additional rollback of the China tariffs, and you know I think if you were to see the markets really seize up and you were start to see um, you know the market fall even further, that's a very easy lever for Trump to pull. It doesn't require any approval from anyone. Um, you know, he can simply come out, and even if it's a, a, a small amount of additional rollback, I think just from a sentiment perspective, that would be very helpful. So that is certainly, um, you know, a, a lever that he has in his back pocket. In a, you know, as we head into the election, um, he Trump today at noon will be unveiling this big Middle East peace plan that you know, by all reports, um, sounds like it will not, it will kind of not amount to anything. Um, but he will be obviously in front of, um, you know, reporters. And so we'll kind of, um, I'm assuming we'll ask, be asked a lot of questions on a variety of topics, including, um, you know, the, the economic impact of the coronavirus. So that is it for today in terms of running through everything. Uh, like I said before, the big scheduled news for today is really, is really just on the earnings front. Um, and then triple M should be the first major report out today at about six 30. So that is it for today. Thank you everyone for listening.